Hello and welcome back to the Firestarters Podcast. I am not Colin. I'm Joe. But I'm here with Colin. What to do? And we're calling this season two because we haven't recorded anything in two months. <laughs> this is true. It has been a little, little minute. So, uh, we got some events going on. There's a Super Bowl. There's a trade deadline. NBA basketball. So, we gonna get into it. So, let's chop it up. Follow us at Pod Firestarters on Twitter. Email us at thefirestarterspod at gmail.com with questions, comments, concerns. We want to get more people involved because I'm sure you don't want to just hear our own opinions. You want to voice your own opinions. And we'd like to hear them too so we can get a conversation going because that's what we like to do. That's why we're doing this. That's why we're coming back. The people have asked to, to have this come back. So, you know, it is uh, Thursday, February 10th, uh, 5.25 p.m. It is Super Bowl week. I really don't care. Because <laughs> what's more important is today was the NBA trade deadline. And there was so much action. So much action, so baby! Much oh, action. we were sitting there. I'm up. I'm updating Twitter all day long. We saw the first one drop early in the day, and it just kept on coming throughout, throughout up until basically the uh, 2 p.m. Central deadline. And it, it was it was a lot of jam packed action. Dude, it was just every other one. It was like, ooh, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Some it's like not all surprising. the guys that that were reported to be dealt got dealt. It was it was pretty sweet. It was not it doesn't always happen this way, and so I'm 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 excited. And there's there's a lot of moves that's like, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> even even like before today, there was there was good action, you know. Yeah, and uh, we're gonna probably split this up. We'll do a little two parter. Uh, we're gonna cover everything that happened up to today uh, in this half, and then. We'll come back later, second half. We're going to bring somebody in. You know, we're going to chop it up. We got, we're going to go through all that because today's shit was juicy. Yeah. Very juicy. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like off, off the top ropes, you know, uh, kind of started February 4th was like when everything really started moving. Uh, Blazers have started the blow up. Uh, they sent out Norman Powell and Robert Covington. To the Clippers for Keon Johnson, uh, Justice Winslow, Eric Bledsoe, and some draft considerations. I liked this a lot for the Clippers. Uh, I thought that uh, with PG most likely being out now for the rest of the year, uh, Kawhi probably not coming back. Uh, this is going to keep them competitive. They don't have any picks, so there was no reason for them to tank on the season. I, I like how Powell fits in with this team. Uh, he's a guard. You know that you can now you can slide everybody down. You can slide PG to small forward, slide Kawhi to power forward, and then you got uh, Reggie Jackson as your point guard, Norman Powell as your shooting guard, and then uh, Zubats at center. Uh, now, what you what you think about the Blazers? Oh, the Blazers 
<laughs> I I watched the the Blazers Lakers game last oh, night, Jesus. and it's like <laughs> a literal G League team <laughs> playing out there with like I was sitting there. I'm like, oh, Justice Winslow, because I saw this trade, but I only really saw that the Clippers got Norman Powell and Robert Covington, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, the Blazers yeah. are blowing it up. And I saw, I was like, oh, Justice Winslow's on this team. And, like, Dennis Smith Jr. is playing for the Blazers, like, important oh, yeah. minutes. And so, I mean, they're they're blowing it up around Dame Lillard. Uh, we'll see what happens with him in the summer after he gets healthy. But, yeah, I I, I like this for both teams, honestly. It, it, it works really well for the Clippers to get some guys to compete. And then if PG and Kawhi come back for playoffs, it'll be a really nicely built roster. And everybody will have a little more experience. And then Blazers just kind of getting as much, as many assets as possible going forward. I mean, Justice Winslow, former lottery guy, could still put it together, but hasn't mm-hmm. shown much because he's been hurt on and off. Keon Johnson, I don't know. It's fine. Draft considerations is really what they're looking for here. Yeah, it's. I just. I still can't. The Blazers haven't had a wing since Nick Batum and that was like 2012 yeah when Dame was a rookie and they they just keep recycling guards over and over and over they they need a natural small forward and I don't know if their plans to have Nazir Little be that guy now he's kind of coming on lately he's kind of getting important to uh this team's rotation uh but that's like that's just the thing they they have never had a wing and you can't win with two small guards as your main guys which is you know the reason that they ended up moving on from cj and i i don't think dame comes back this year no i don't think this is like a problem whatever is this this core they just called a core injury yeah but you know he wasn't right in the olympics he wasn't right like to start this entire season and he was just, like, when he was playing, he was off. You know, everything was down. Everyone was bagging on him. But now, you know, it's it's going to be an entirely different built roster uh, going into next year for uh, Chauncey Billups and company. Yeah, and you're, you're looking at it, and Afrini Simons has been the kind of... Really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's been the shining star for that, that Blazers team, and... His jump shot has taken a leap this year, and we all saw the like athletic ability that he had in the dunk contest last year. So th- this this is a guy that we were looking at in the past as a potential guy for them, and he's finally taken that leap. And then, as we'll talk about later, they shipped out CJ, so he'll have even more on his plate going forward. And then if Dame doesn't play, he will be the high-usage guard in the backcourt. And so it, it's... They, they send out Norman Powell in this deal, and that just puts even more of an emphasis on uh, Afrini Simons. And, I mean, he's, he's looked great. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's been on a tear yeah. since uh, he has taken over that prime ball handling role. So I still, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, don't yeah. see, I don't see a pass for Portland ever. No, no, <laughs> so, I, don't, I don't either. And, like... like they they what they got to do is chase after this kind of top pick because they there's some forwards in this class that they could go after yeah but who who really knows with what they're going for 
they just like they've been swimming around mediocrity for quite some time. I mean, they made it to that West Finals. I don't got, know, even yeah. remember it was, and then they got yeah they got swept. Yep. So. And they're still 11th in the West right now. So they're, like, right in that play-in area, well, which is not where they want to be. They, Which is why they're making these trades to bottom out because they, they, yeah. they don't want to be hanging around there. They want their draft pick to be high so they can have a chance in the lottery to get one of these forwards to fill that spot like you were talking about. Yeah. And uh, then this week, you know, was when – the, the bigger names started dropping, you know. Uh, the Cavaliers make their move. They trade for Karis LeVert. Uh, they send Ricky Rubio to the Pacers. Uh, who knows what his fate will be with that team. Uh, some draft picks got swapped in it. Uh, Rubio's out for the year with the torn ACL. I I don't really like Karis LeVert on a no, good team. No, either. You're either. not... If you're a good team... You don't want to have Karis LeVert on your team. He just he plays on his own schedule. Um, he's incredibly streaky for a shooter. Like obviously he can score the ball, uh, he can assist, but he's not. He's he's ball stopper. Yeah, the ball sticks with him every time, and he just like you said, he he's runs on his own schedule. He wants to do his own thing. So we'll we'll see if he can fit in with this. Like you know glued up Cavaliers team who all plays on a string and the ball yeah. moves and like Kevin Love comes in he doesn't change anything about that the ball moves even more with him and so uh, Darius Garland is kind of directing this offense and we'll see if Karis LeVert can find a way to fit in rather than play his own game he's just more of a six-man guy in my opinion, yeah. he's that guy off the bench, run the second unit. You're literally going to do everything for the second unit. Um, they're probably going to have him start at shooting guard. Yeah. Which the the reason for the move was because Darius Garland was the only guard. Yeah. And so when he wasn't in, the offense just couldn't function. But Karis LeVert really doesn't help that. He doesn't get like big guys involved in a game. It's still him. First and then last option is oh, dish the ball. Yeah, you know, right. hope that right. a guy's wide open in the dunker spot or something like that. I, I much rather them have gotten Eric Gordon. I think yeah. he would have fit much better. Uh, plus, he's an incredible defender. Uh, but they they desperately needed the guard, and when Sexton comes back next year, it's going to be interesting to see whether Lavert's the one going to the bench or Sexton's the one going to the bench because you, you, they're not going to start three guards. I think Markkinen's still going to sm- start at the uh, small forward for him. Yeah, it's they their roster is so weird the way that they have it built. He's got and these the, big dudes. Yeah, it's like you you're starting two guards with Garland and Okoro before, and then it's three seven footers. <laughs> <laughs> which has been working. I mean, they're the yeah. four seed right now, and they're like one game out of the one spot. But I don't know. I, I I think Harris will be a help for them because he's an upgrade from Okoro in yeah. general. Okoro. Uh, <laughs> as far as and, offense goes, yeah, Okoro is a doo-doo. Yeah, it's true. And so 
a, a guy that can create his own basket will be nice. And if he can play in the flow of that offense, it will be a huge improvement. Um, but, I mean, that's that's yet to be seen. And then Ricky Rubio was having a great season and oh, then so tore the ACL. Really shitty. Yeah. But I'm sure the Pacers will end up getting something back for Rubio because I don't really know how he fits on that Pacers team. And, again, we'll touch on them a little later. I got a lot of thoughts on the Pacers. <laughs> yeah. Because initially you see this and you're like, okay, it's fine. Pacers can afford to move Levert. Because uh, they have Duarte, who that can he can now step right into that shooting guard spot next to Brogdon. So yep. it's like that's that's perfect, right? So I liked it for both teams, you know. Uh, Pacers, just another team that just loves floating around mediocrity. Yeah, <laughs> the last few years they haven't had a top ten pick in since like the eighties. <laughs> so. They're you just know, always right in the bottom lateral. of that, that playoff conversation. <laughs> just lateral moves. They love making lateral moves, um, which <laughs> is always the worst spot to ever be in in a sport. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't get better. You don't get worse. You're in purgatory. You know, you got you to gotta choose one side. I mean, right now, they are pretty dog shit on the bright side for them. So they yes, could have that top 10 pick this year. Uh, they're 13th in the East. I, I think they're, they got to be bottom five overall right now. So uh, they only Maybe. have 19 wins. Yeah, but you got to think you got OKC. <laughs> you got, uh, 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 you got the Rockets. You got, they the, are, you got the Pistons. So you got the Magic. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five. They're fifth. Fifth. There fifth worst right now. Yeah. So. Yep, they got only the Magic Pistons, Thunder, and Rockets are worse than them right now. Yeah. yeah so they they made some moves to uh, ensure that they stay right around there. <laughs> <laughs> Good for them. Yeah. Good for them. Uh, they made a, a bigger move on Tuesday. Um, but, well, I, I guess the two teams yeah, that we talked about well. mainly already was the, the Pacers and the, the, Bla- the Blazers were active again on, on Tuesday the 8th. Um, Blazers, like we said, shipped out C.J. McCollum along with Larry Nance Jr. and uh, Tony Snell. Great guy, Tony Snell. Bucks <laughs> Love legend. Tony Snell. The, uh, the poster child for out there uh, getting cardio <laughs> it's for true. basketball players. Hey, hasn't missed a free throw in like three years, so shout That's... out to Tony Snell. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> um, so Pelicans made a nice move. Um would have liked it a lot better if they still had Lonzo Ball. Oh, man. Because you'd be yeah. looking at a starting lineup of Lonzo, CJ, B.I., Herb Jones until Zion gets back, and then Jonas Valanciunas. I like yeah. that much better than Devontae Graham, CJ McCollum, yeah. Brandon Ingram, Herb Jones, Jonas Valanciunas. Yeah, I... I, this is this is not a not a bad trade. I the the Blazers in this deal end up getting. I'm not going to try this one. Didi Luzada. There we go. <laughs> Didi Luzada, Nikhil Alexander Walker, Josh Hart, Tomas Sadoransky, and then some draft compensation. Um, again, Blazers just looking to bottom out. They're, they're like the Pacers. They are trying to get out of that mediocre range. 
and get up into that lottery and get a chance at that yeah. number one pick. And those high, high higher lottery odds for the uh, not – you know, it used to be the worst team had really high lottery odds. Now it's all right around 14%. <laughs> and it, it's so it can get rigged from boy. there. <laughs> yeah, right. And so uh, the Blazers – and the Pacers both looking to try to land that high number one, two, three pick to get one of these three big guys in this next draft. So uh, Blazers obviously get worse in this trade. Pelicans get a lot better. They get CJ McCollum to pair with Zion when he comes back to entice him to sign that extension, that, that rookie extension. And then Larry Nance also I love as a player. I like player. Larry Nance a lot. So yeah. – I, I like I like this for them, but Larry Nance getting surgery, so he won't be yep. back for about six weeks, it said. So, I mean, him and Zion will be put on ice, and CJ will be running this team with Herb Jones and B.I. And then you still got Joe Val, who yep. is incredible. He's really yeah, good. You know? He is. So, Underrated, I'll um, say. Just, just a man on the glass every game. He doesn't need to, uh, you know, get his post touches. He's going to make himself his own on the glass. So, uh, you know, him as your fourth option, that's a pretty good fourth option when everybody's healthy on this team. So I I think this was more of a move to be like, hey, Zion, sign that extension after your rookie deal and stick around. So I think that's the entire motive behind it. Do we do um, we just want to talk about Zion right now? Because what is going on with my no man one, Zion? That's Williams? the thing. Nobody knows. Yeah, he's just totally MIA from everything all the time. We at the beginning of the season we kind of talked about this. It's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, it's looking. You know, we're optimistic about Zion's return, and it's like he may play game one. And well, then he, well, he said he's gonna play game yeah, one, right? And then we're all like, "Oh, I not even you close." Jones fracture. There's no chance. Like, you're not coming back game one. And then we got heard about the setback, and it's like, "Oh, well, we're you know, we'll see." And now it's February 10th, and we still have no updates. I haven't have, seen him. Yeah, he's not I mean, even with the team. Right, he, like, he's rehabbing <sighs> somewhere different. I think on he's like in seattle or something like that oh him and russell wilson doing the 20 oh, hours a day it. <laughs> with your foot you <laughs> just flexing his foot <laughs> yeah so it's just there a lot of a lot of things are going out like oh is zion a bust now and it's like well we gotta wait to see how he looks after this foot injury i mean you can't he was, he was incredible last year yeah, you can't you can't declare him a bust without seeing him on the court ever again. But I mean, without if if he's not the same after the foot injury, then you start having that conversation. And then if he doesn't really come back, if he's just injury after injury, because obviously when he came in, he had the meniscus, and yeah. then he didn't really play that full season, and then he comes back, and now he's got the foot, and he hasn't played at all this season. So it's just a really interesting case with with Zion and the Pelicans need this pick to land (laughs) post Anthony Davis. And now they're going all in to keep him. So, well, see, I always look at it. I I think of Embiid every time I think of Zion Embiid missed what three years 
to start his career with foot problems, and now he's the front runner to win MVP. He would have won it last year if he was healthier for more of the season. So, I, I don't put too much stock in guys missing games early in their career. Yeah, because like five years from now, we're gonna be looking back at it and not even remember it, type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yep. When Zion's going for twenty nine a game and like twelve boards. And is the size of Shaq. <laughs> that that's kind of how I look at it, and I'd, I'd be more worried if he was like a seven footer, like yeah. kind of Embiid. And Embiid is his own story where he's overcome all of that. Uh, but Zion's like six eight. Yeah, like he can easily overcome this, get in better shape, and be one of the best forwards in the league. And, and- so. Even if he loses any sort of explosiveness, I mean, he's still strong enough. Like, he's still going to be able to bang low. Yeah. I mean, it's if he loses anything vertical, he, he's still got a really fast first step, and his quick twitch stuff is incredible. So it's like, I mean, you might not be, you know, soaring through the air, throwing down, like, tomahawks on people's heads as much, but he's still going to be a hell of a ball player. Yeah, and... If he loses any athleticism, then he'll be, instead of a top 1% athlete, he'll be an above-average athlete. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I think you're there still you okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, but I, I think it's well, win-win, both sides, I think. Okay. In my opinion. You know, yeah, I, like I was going to ask how you felt about the Blazers' side. I like Josh There's Hart. not a ton to like really rave about. I like Josh Hart. I like Nikhil Alexander-Walker. And I'm sure both of them will be good next to Afrini Simons. Well, Nikhil Alexander-Walker got rerouted. Oh, did he really? Yeah. I missed that. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. that. Yeah. Anyway. So did, so did Sadoransky, which not a surprise. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure Didi Luzada got, I think it was suspended for an illegal substance for a while. <laughs> so. I, I honestly, I've never heard of him never until heard. I read his name right now. So uh, I, I don't I don't know if it's Chris Vernon that that be roasting him or not. Someone does that I listen to. And <laughs> I just I just will never forget the name Didi D I D I D I D I. But then the 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 biggest move up until today was yep. the uh, the Pacers Kings out of nowhere. Uh, Tyrese Halberton, Buddy Hill, Tristan Thompson. For DeMontis Sabonis and Justin Holiday was in it? Yep. Oh. Yep. This was wow, Justin oh. Holiday. Jeremy Lamb in 2023 second round. Yeah. All right. What what a trade. So, so here's here, I'm just gonna start with this. Would you rather have Tyrese Halliburton or De'Aaron Fox? I would rather have Tyrese Halliburton. Me too. Okay. Kay. So <laughs> reason one that the Kings should uh lose their franchise and it should go to Seattle, right? Um, You know who would... What king would have been the most fun to see play with DeMontis Sabonis? Perry Salberton? Yeah. 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 You know know who probably would have been pretty decent next to Brogdon? Because he's not a very good shooter? De'Aaron Fox? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Doing good on this one. I just... It made no sense. It still makes no sense. It just... And 
Who should we start with? <laughs> we all start roasting the Pacers or roasting the Kings? Uh, I'm good with roasting the Kings. I'm, okay. I'm all in on that. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. I'll, 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 I'll start with roasting the Kings. <laughs> okay, I know go. you got a lot to say, too. But I just, I'll, I'll just... I got to click. I got to start organizing these thoughts, you know. <laughs> so, so the Kings, they give De'Aaron Fox an extension. All right. Then they draft Tyrese Halliburton. Great draft pick. And then they draft Davion Mitchell. Yeah. (laughs) And then have this. And then uh, with Bogdan Bogdanovich. Let let him him walk. Let him walk. When he's a restricted free agent, you could sign and trade him. So they had a great, a a lot of great backcourt players. They let one go for free. They extend one. And then they draft two. All right. And the smart thing to do if uh, you want to, you know, be a good team builder is take the young ones on the cheap contracts, build around them, especially when one of them is one of the best pick-and-roll players in the NBA in Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah. One of the best off-dribble shooters in the NBA yeah. by percentage, Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, one of the best passers, well, one of the best young passers in the NBA Yes, in Tyrese Halliburton. Hey, I'd, and I'd go as far to say one of the best passers. Sure, I mean. I'll, I'll, I'll say it. I don't want to be too hyperbolic in this, but he he's one of the better passers in the NBA. And it's like, instead, you keep De'Aaron Fox and you bring in DeMontis Sabonis, who is a below-the-rim uh, elbow playmaker. Rashawn which, Holmes. He, <laughs> he's the, he's, he's he, the same guy. He, he, he does what he does. Is good. I, I, I like Demontis Bonus. Yeah. Uh, but I would much rather have Tyrese Halliburton just straight up than Demontis Sabonis on my team, especially on a rookie deal. Yeah. I don't understand this. I, do, I don't, and that's not including sending Buddy Heald and whatever. So I, that's I'm just annoyed with how they did this whole thing when there's a clear way of team building that they could follow that they just decided not to. So I've been trying to just think of, okay, so so their starting lineup is it, it's going to be Fox. Is it Mitchell, Harrison Barnes, Sabonis Holmes? Because that doesn't make sense. Well, was see, it, I, I watched their game last last night, and they just hardly played Rashawn Holmes. Like, Sabonis was playing at the five the whole game. So then, who, who are you? Who's who's your power forward? I, I, I Harrison know. Barnes. Are you starting Justin Holiday at the three? Let me let me see. Let me check. Out I just who got minutes. I don't. Yeah, it's, from both both teams, just from roster construction. Because like you have Malcolm Brogdon, too, on the other side. Why why are you putting Tyrese Halberton, who's best when he has the ball in his hands next to Malcolm Brogdon who's best when he has the ball in his hand right so again it just so many factors just overlap like the Buddy Heald Justin Holiday, you know Buddy Heald was dogging for this team for the last however many years he's been on it since the Pelicans since he was with the Pelicans yeah. Buddy Heald's never been on a good team so where do you justify Sending Halberton and Sabonis, you know, for each other. It's I, it's just a reshuffle of pieces where you already have pieces that fill those roles. 
Yeah, I I don't understand it. It's okay. All right. So lo- looking at this, this is what this is who they started yesterday. They started De'Aaron Fox at the one, Davion at the two, and then Justin Holiday and Jeremy Land played thirty and thirty-one minutes. So they basically split Jesus. time at the three. Barnes at the four, and then Sabonis at the five, and then Metu got twenty-five minutes, and Rashawn Holmes only ended up playing twelve. So it's just like it doesn't make sense, and Sabonis was their effective point guard because De'Aaron hey, Fox is not a point guard. Hey, he's good. He <laughs> is good. Sabonis I is love crazy. I love Devonta Sabonis. I love. It's the reason I watched basically the whole Kings game. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you justify just doing this and getting Tyrese Halliburton as the Pacers, unless you're planning on moving off of Brogdon. Which they can't all... even really do. They just signed him to an extension. I mean, they yeah. could have. They they could have at the deadline. They didn't. And so, like, unless is there a plan to send him at in the off season? If not, then this makes no sense at all. Because it's like Halliburton and Brogdon do the same thing. And, and if you're looking at these two teams, the frustrated guys on the Kings was Fox. He was the main frustrated guy. The frustrated right. guys on the Pacers were Sabonis and Miles Turner. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather have Sabonis than Miles Turner, to say the least. Yeah. So does it so are the Pacers gonna start giving Miles Turner some post ups? God, I I hope not. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but who else is gonna score the ball for him? <sighs> you have Brogdon. Brogdon's really good, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's hurt. <laughs> he is hurt. He's out. He's he's out for the rest of the season with an Achilles. He didn't it didn't tear it, but it's it's hurt. So it's. So I don't. I don't know how this team's going to score points outside I, of Tyrese Halbert and run a pick and roll with with Miles Turner. I guess. Yeah, I don't so know. We're, Miles we're Turner looking... just isn't going to have a good shelf life. You can watch the way he runs up and down the court. He's Brook Lopez. With so, a much worse low post game. Let's just look at this this Pacers starting lineup going into let's say Friday is going to be the first game where this team will be what they're going to be. It's going to be Halliburton, Buddy Heald, and then whoever at the three, Duarte, Duarte, Duarte at the think. three, and then you're going to have Miles Turner at the five, and O'Shea Brissett. Sure. Probably at the yeah. four. So, and then off off the bench, you have like TJ McConnell, and now a Jalen Smith. They also traded for, which will be nice. But I don't know. This is TJ Warren's hurt, so he's not going to score for them. Lance Stevenson signed hey, a deal for the rest of the season. He'll get <laughs> I some forgot. buckets. I bet. I bet you Lance Stevenson's the one starting at the three. He might be. He might be. I and bet Kiefer, he Kiefer had some good games. Shout out to yeah. Kiefer. Yeah, Green Bay's uh, finest. Tristan Thompson's probably going to get bought out and end up on the Lakers. I don't know. <laughs> like, this I, is... don't, I don't think anyone's going to pick him <laughs> I don't, up. I don't... Somebody will pick him up. Somebody nah, will. I don't think so. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't Goga Biatize? Like... Goga Batadze. <laughs> there we go. That's, like... that, and that's another reason why I was like, why did they go trade for Jalen Smith? Yeah. Why didn't the Suns keep Jalen Smith? Why didn't the Suns 
extend Jalen Smith. Because <laughs> the owner is cheap. We'll uh, we'll get exactly we'll get into is. that later. We'll we'll talk about that one yeah. later. But yeah, I. This is the Pacers have a really really ugly team, and both of these teams out. are really ugly. It's true. And then you just got Sabonis. I Sabonis could have went to the Wizards. Sabonis, I was doing the trade machine. I was looking at a lot of teams Sabonis would have been a lot better on than the Kings. I thought the Wizards was, like, perfect. That would have been nice. With Beal, but Beal's out for the rest of the year with uh, wrist surgery. But, like, you would have had Beal, you'd have Kuzma and Sabonis. That's a pretty clean lineup. That would have been nice. You know, I just, so, yeah. Yeah, it's... I don't. I think the Pacers get better in the long run because they add Halliburton, who is the best Good. asset in this deal. I think. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, the Kings. So we could talk about the playoff clause with the Kings, <laughs> because that's the whole reason. They did the, the, that's the whole reason they did this years. trade. They they are all in to make the the play in for this year, which doesn't and count as a playoffs. The play in no, does not count. No. And you know who else is going to in the play playing hunt is the Lakers right now. You think the Kings are going to beat the Lakers in a play in to make the playoffs? No. <laughs> and so that's why they did this trade. That's why they went out and acquired Demontis Sabonis because they need to make the playoffs. And the, I'm this is a a bad move long term for the Kings. I wouldn't when, hate this team as much if they were just the Seattle Seahawks. Se- Seattle. It's uh, just because Supersonics. Supersonics. Seahawks. Supersonics. It's just because the Kings are just. I have never seen a good Kings team since I no. started watching basketball. Yeah, the last good one was with Chris Webber. <laughs> like that's that's embarrassing. It's been <laughs> twenty years. Yeah. So, yeah, this the Kings get the best player and get worse long term, <laughs> which is what they've been doing yeah, yeah. for a long time. Yeah. The Pacers get the best asset. We'll see if Buddy Heald will get those shooting numbers back up. Rick Carlisle is probably really excited to have Halliburton. I'm sure they'll be a good pairing. Why uh, couldn't this have been the 76ers trade? I don't know. With... Ben Simmons in I don't because know, I don't ben know, whatever Simmons, small forward they could have sent to the Kings. Ben Simmons probably wouldn't want to play on the Kings. That's probably why. <laughs> He's probably like, I'm only going to go, like, I'll only play basketball if I go he to said, the Nets. Yeah, I only want to go to the Warriors. <laughs> I remember when that was his request. <laughs> the Warriors or Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Well. And, yeah, we'll, we'll touch on that one in part two, but... Oh, yeah, this one this one was a head scratcher for kind of both I teams, just, but at least uh, at least I I like this a lot for the Pacers going forward because I really like Tyrese Halliburton going forward, and it'll be it'll be interesting to see him just as the point guard of a team for the rest of the season because when he was the only point guard with De'Aaron Fox hurt, it was really he was really really good. He was yeah. putting together like twenty and. 15 games pretty consistently and i think he averaged like 17 and 9 so if he's doing that on a nightly basis that'll be nice for his growth as just a point guard in general and him and miles turner will probably develop a pretty solid chemistry 
in the pick and roll. Still, like, Miles Turner is not... <laughs> he's not a bucket getter. And now he's this... Unless Buddy Heald is just shooting 25 times a game. I don't see how this team scores 95 points a game. He probably will be. <laughs> I'm sure he will be. I guess, yeah. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't Duarte, plan on watching either of these teams at all. I think I think Chris Duarte is going to be the guy that's going to be getting a lot more shots <laughs> on this. In this team. I just, it all just made a lot more sense if Halliburton and Sabonis ended up together on the same team uh, in the long been, run. That would have been good basketball. Put them both on the Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Somehow. Then oh. that's that's enough for Tuesday. And then uh Wednesday not as much like fiery action, but nope. there's a little bit. Uh I, I didn't even know this trade happened, but the Heat traded Kaziak Pala to the Thunder. Yep, me either. I I figured this one out as I was typing it into the Google Talk. Yeah. <laughs> same, same. Uh I'd go through the transact the NBA transaction log, and it was just yep. like, ah, oh. that was my cool. same reaction on when I realized Greg Monroe is a buck again. <laughs> like, oh, okay. All of a sudden, it was like a moose post up. <laughs> it was like you had an offensive oh! board in a lane, and I was like, wait, hold up, <laughs> what year's it? What year's this from? Yeah, I'm right. pretty sure he's wearing the same number. Yeah, he's he had 15. 15. <laughs> he looks a little slimmer. I like that. Well, <laughs> he did get slimmer. He's moving up and down the court. He's been just running, shooting threes in the offseason, posting workout videos. That's what I'm saying. Hey, I, I'm fine with it. I like yep. moves. Probably won't stick around. But nah, probably what's, not. What's a 10-day? Yeah, and uh, again, another guy that I hadn't heard of until I read his name on the transaction log. <laughs> Casey, Casey Akpala. Akpala. Yep. Man. So, yeah. You got to get you. <laughs> you got to do... The, the sparkles, the f- sparkles, full rosters. Yep. That's that's yep. how you learn, you guys. That's I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll start doing them tomorrow. Now yep. that uh, trade deadline has passed, that's how I do it. And then, like we said earlier, uh, uh, Portland rerouted some guys and uh, acquired, I think, you know, a serviceable guy in Joe Ingles. Uh, yep. Three team deal between Jazz Blazers and Spurs. Jazz get. Uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker. I like that. I think that's a good system for him. Um, he should be able Agreed. to uh, get a lot of burn on that back end because uh, the Jazz just have never had a backup point guard off the bench ever. That's true. Um, Dante Exum for years and uh, yeah. Alec Burks was there for a while. Yeah. Um, they also got uh, Wancho Hernan Gomez from the Spurs. Uh, Blazers get Joe Ingles, like I said. Uh, Ingles out for the year with torn ACL. Uh, those Aussies, they age fast in the league. Uh, yeah. I don't know who Elijah Hughes is, but shout out to him. He yep. gets sent to Utah also, and they got a second rounder. <laughs> and then the Spurs get a vintage Spur guy uh, in Tomas Sadaransky. <laughs> He's got Spur written all over him. And uh, Spurs also got a second rounder. So Spurs are just trying to get as many guys that you have never heard of on their team <laughs> at once. To pair with DeJounte Murray, who is averaging nine assists a game. That I had absolutely no clue until I looked up the uh, the uh, league leaders uh, for uh, week 15. Yeah, I, DeJounte Murray is averaging 19 and a half, 8 and a half, and 9. It's yeah. <laughs> like he's just 
quietly almost averaging a triple double <laughs> and that's because he plays for the spurs and you know zero other guys on that team and yeah because we play him in sleeper squads every like twice a week we go over on boards and he doesn't get it bastard <laughs> shot in the foot for weeks <laughs> Uh, and then every time you don't play him, he gets like 15 rebounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I like this a lot for the jazz. I blazers, good veteran in Ingles, and we'll see how he comes back off that knee injury. But I mean, it's not like he plays with like quickness and verticality. So I, I don't think it should matter very nope. much. Um, and yeah, Spurs, classic Spurs. It's just Tomas. Nope. <laughs> Play point guard behind Dejounte Murray. Get bought out. Yeah, probably. Get, if he doesn't, he'll know. give Dejounte Murray a rest every once in a while. Yeah. Since since the Jazz brought in Conley, they always they seemed to have just one extra guard, and it was whichever one was the one that came off the bench was just bad. So it's like Ingles really good when he was starting when uh, Conley was hurt. Uh, I know Conley came off the bench a couple times when he first got there. Uh, because they they couldn't get like the rhythm uh, between him and Gobert at the same time, and during that time, uh, Ingles was playing very well while he was starting. So it was just a case where they had too many guys at that spot. Ingles um, was the most affordable to move, and I guess he's the wing the Blazers were looking for. You know, I don't, yep. I don't know. I, I guess, I guess so. We'll see. Connective tissue kind of guy where you can you can uh if uh dame lillard gets doubled up high he can dish it off to joe Ingles and he can be a very good secondary playmaker so uh that is he'll, true. he'll fit in good there and he, he's an excellent shooter and so he yeah. said that he uh like owes his heart to utah for taking a shot on him and mm-hmm. it was a very emotional post and tore up his knee it was pretty shitty but yeah i Hopefully he, he sticks in Portland and can be uh, him and Dame and like Afrony Simons can <laughs> create a little little something little forward momentum there. Well, so yeah, if you're looking at it next year, it's Dame Simons Ingles, probably Nurkic. Nazir Little and then Nurkic at the yeah. five. So I think I think him and Nurkic running that pick and roll game will be pretty That'll smooth. Be nice. You yeah. know. And but, even him, like, spotting up off a of Dame Nurkic pick and roll and, yeah. you know, attacking a defense that's recovering off of that. Because they, they have to – they run that pick and roll so high because Dame can shoot out the gym. So it'll yep. be it'll be a nice fit there. And, uh, and then if they do bottom out and get one of those forwards in this draft mm-hmm. or one of the bigs, like, that'll be just even more. And they can start building, snowballing, yep. and so – yeah, and then they also get draft compensation. So I, I do like this a lot for the Blazers. Can't go wrong with drafts. Nope. I, and well, the Spurs, can, Spurs, Spurs are just there to move on toward and Gomez <laughs> for some reason who's on his, like, 12th team, I think. I, I yeah. never know between him and Willie. Or is he Willie? No. <laughs> no, 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 he's no. not. I think Wancho's the better one. No, Willie's the better one. Willie's the better one? Yeah, the Wancho averages one one and point three this year. Ah, <laughs> on twenty percent shooting. That's tough. Yeah. <laughs> Poor <guy>. oh. <laughs> so he's just he's just going to be getting shipped around to be the the fifteenth man. He could probably wave a towel pretty good. <laughs> hey, you need those guys. 
Yeah, exactly. I, I need those guys. You know. Yeah, that's that's what I'm there for on the rec league games. So I just I'm just yelling all game. Uh, get me hyped up. Yep. So th- that's everything that happened up to uh, today. Um, we're gonna cover everything that happened today on the second half. Yep. Because that's where all the juicy stuff is. The really it's- juicy stuff. Just stuff that just like didn't see that coming. Yeah, just a brain. lot of it too. So many, dude. <laughs> so many. Oh, it was it was a good day. It was a fun day. Absolutely. Teams and, uh, are gonna look so different, dude. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy seeing some of these guys. And you know what made me mad? Talking about different jerseys. Sabonis wearing number ten. That shit pissed me off. <laughs> I I care about jersey numbers. I know you don't really care about jersey numbers, but like when I. Sabonis could have easily been number 11. His dad was number 11. He's been number 11. And then he's number 10. 10 is a is a football number, not a basketball number. It did not look good. Are you telling me no Kings have 10 that he could have had it? No Kings have – like, I don't, I don't know. Who has number 11 on the Kings? You're telling I, me – I can't. Exactly. I can name a couple guys on the Kings. I can't. <laughs> let, let, let me see real quick. I got to do this. Re- we got to do this research. Sacramento Kings roster. Jeez, they scored 132 points. They look good last night. Yeah, no, he's listed as number 11 on the Kings website, first of all. <laughs> so he was wearing number 10 last night. So I don't know if maybe they just made him the wrong jersey last <laughs> night. <laughs> what a warm welcome. Yeah, I mean, he had like 22, 10 and, 22 11, and 5 or something like that. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I well, It'll be... What I was getting to is it'll be weird seeing a lot of these guys in different jerseys. Uh, like, just to name a few from today, like uh, Joe Ingles being in a Blazers, Blazers jersey. Yeah. That'll be weird. And uh, CJ McCollum, McCollum as a Pelican. That'll yep. be weird. Uh, so, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll, see, we'll see how she goes. Robert Covington trying to join Trevor Ariza as uh, – most teams played for you think as like a relevant guy because <laughs> it feels like every every trade deadline he gets traded well that's like a, that was the second time with the trailblazers I'm yeah sure, right i'm pretty sure <laughs> so well, just just the guy you always want on your team it's true <laughs> except for when you got him did you realize oh because well, really as soon as you get him, you're like, hey, maybe we could move him for something. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's not really that good at anything. <laughs> he's just like pretty solid at everything. Yep. We don't we can move him for somebody, somebody better. I mean, but, he's he's just undersized for what he's good at. Yeah, it's true. If he if he was two inches taller, he'd be elite. Yeah. But uh oh, yeah, that'll that'll uh conclude our, our part one of our trade deadline. I guess that's not really the trade deadline stuff, but all of our I mean, trades that have gone to down the up dead. to the trade deadline. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're, we're probably going to be working out a YouTube channel soon. Uh, we're hoping to figure out some graphic stuff. Uh, so then we can have some social media breakout, get some stuff out on Twitter and wherever else we end up putting it out. Um, if you have any friends that uh, are interested in producing a podcast or working on some graphics and stuff uh we will not pay handsomely because we don't make any money off of this but uh it'd be it'd be nice to get a little little bit a little bit of help from somebody with a little bit of expertise otherwise i'll try to figure it out and it'll uh 
might not look great for a little while, but you know, I'm a, I'm a quick learner. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, we we start out talking about football. So it's only fair we give a couple takes on the Super Bowl. You know, oh, absolutely. Okay. Let's do it. You know, first of all, I think that just the NFL playoffs in general need to be changed. Oh, okay. Because look be at every other major sport, everything's a series. Ooh, okay. So in the NFL, you play one bad game, you're done. It's over. True. Make it a double elimination bracket. Ooh. Make it a losers in each conference, right? Okay. Once. All right. Problem is, you know, once it goes to eight teams, it gets a little sketchy because you know they're going to eight. Yeah. So they're like, only doing the seven to bridge it. Instead of doing an eighteen-week season, go back to the sixteen, but do double elimination in the playoffs. Because just think, if you make a losers run to the Super Bowl. That's even cooler than just being like the underdog. You right. know what I'm like saying? Like the Bengals. Exactly. Right. Exactly. You know. I don't know. Okay. I just think I just think it's more fair because like you play this whole long ass stupid fucking season in football <laughs> to get to the playoffs, have a first round bye, and then you lose as the number one seed just because you have one bad game. And so, that bothers me. That, that bothers that me is, a lot. That is in reference to what happened this year to both teams in both conferences, obviously. And my fucking uh, fantasy teams, okay? And, and <laughs> so you think fantasy should also be double elimination? No, no, no. I think we just need to shift to the, the two-week championship. Okay. What are your okay. thoughts on that? We can, we can pull, we'll, we can pull we'll our regular it. season back one week, do the playoffs, <laughs> and then championship two weeks, you know. Would you have won if it had been a two-week championship? Probably. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so... Uh, I'm just, just just throwing that out there, you know. Yeah, I... I just... I I, you just... Like I said, every other sport, it's a series. Baseball, it's a series. Hockey, it's a series. Basketball, it's a series. I mean... Yeah. I don't like the one and done. All right. Just so, makes everything just more, like... You get your one chance once you get to the playoffs. And then but the it, Super Bowl is one and done, right? Super Bowl could, yeah. You'd have to yeah. do one and done. Yeah. Because if you yeah. did losers, you couldn't do losers because then all of a sudden someone yeah. would be running through losers in the same conference and you'd have two people in the Super Bowl. Right. But you could do it with the conferences. Yeah. It'd work better with six, but, you know, just saying. Okay. Just an idea. I think it, yeah. I So the, the argument against series in football has always been like it's uh, – the the increased injury risk first of all and then it's obviously takes longer mm-hmm. so you're going deeper into the up but i don't mind that i mean shit more football okay but th- that's what i'm saying pull we can pull back to the 16 games yeah and then because what's right you're only adding one more game aren't you for double elimination because well, you lose yeah, and then right, you go to right. losers so then if you right. lose again you're out already yeah so yeah it's really I, not any different than what it is now. I yeah, I'm in. Because then you're it. you're gonna get the best teams in the end, right? Like you can get the f- one fluke upset, but then you could get the rematch. You know, in the playoffs, you get a rematch of teams. Like obviously, you could get the division rematches in the playoffs, but like if the Bills worked their way back through losers and got to play the Chiefs again, that'd, that'd be, be cool. Pretty sweet. That'd you know be pretty sweet. Saying? So 
I yeah. I I'm I'm in for that. Let's do it. There you go. Fuck it. That's my. Anyways, go Rams. Stafford. Go baby. Rams. That's my guy. I'm a. I'm rooting for the Bengals. I really Just, don't care. I like the story. With me either. I'm, well, that's, that's, I, that's I like the, the Stafford story better than the Joe Burrow story. Yeah, he blew his knee out like a year and a half ago. Stafford was in Detroit for like 15 years. <laughs> Is that, that the equivalent? That's worse. <laughs> blown out, but getting blown out your ACL, MCL, and your What's meniscus. What's the best player he's played with Detroit? outside of Megatron? <laughs> but Matt Stafford, Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Joe Burrow, a knee injury. It's Matt Stafford, Matt Stafford Detroit. Detroit. <laughs> yeah, no, I. Yeah, it would be cool to see either team win. I'm, I'm be honest. I, I like the the Bengals just because they're a little, a little more of the the underdog, like, yeah. you know, grown, not built type of team. But at the same time, it's like uh, it'd be cool to see Aaron Donald win a ring and. Like, cause they was, were, he was on that that other Rams team and had to watch yeah. Jared Goff yeah. shit the bed, drive after drive, and so yeah, we'll uh-huh. we'll see how she goes. And I I'm I don't know, I didn't come prepared with a with a hot take about uh, about the playoffs and the Super Bowl, but I just had that. Yeah, that just bothers me always. That's why. That's why. That's fair. I haven't watched. <laughs> I watched one playoff game, and it was the one we lost. <laughs> That that's that's my biggest gripe with football. All right, it's just the way that's because like regular season all the way up to the regular season, but I just don't like how the playoffs are in like that. Oh, I'll pitch like my that. overtime my overtime uh, playoff overtime rules. Uh-oh. I'll just okay. I'll throw that out there. So right now, obviously, we had a little bit of dissent about the overtime rules when the Bills lost to the Chiefs oh, just a little yeah, bit yeah. ago, uh, because Josh Allen didn't get to touch the ball. And oh, then get, get a stop. Get we, a stop, bro. Which we which we saw in the Chiefs Bengals overtime game. The Bengals got a stop and then the Bengals ended up winning and now they're in the Super Bowl. So what I propose to let both offenses touch the ball is have it be based on your total score after one drive. So say the Chiefs win the coin toss instead of being like, Oh, well, Chiefs won, right? They win the coin toss, they go down and they score. And they had the choice to kick the extra point like normal or go for two. So if they go for two, then the Bills have a chance to come down and they have to score eight points and then it goes to sudden death, right? If they don't get up to that eight points, game is over, Chiefs win. So that puts the emphasis on the two-point conversion where it's like, ooh, are we going to go for this two-point conversion? And then if we don't get it, we only score six points on this drive, the Bills can come down and just kick the extra point and win right but then if they kick the extra point then the bills can come down they could say we're gonna win this right now not let Mahomes touch the ball again and go for two and then so it, it just adds a little more I like that to the to the game I, strategy I like point that. you just so then both both offenses guaranteed to touch the ball and then it adds a little bit of gamesmanship it, I mean it's basically just both offenses guaranteed to touch the ball outside of where they have the field goals now. Just just give both offenses a chance to touch the ball. Exactly, exactly. That's, and then whichever go. team ends up outscoring them, and then if they tie with the two two-point conversions or if they both decide to kick field goals or whatever, so then you go into sudden death. Keep on playing. Yep. Yeah, I like, I like the better than the, the like, you give up the touchdown, walk-off touchdown, it's over. Because think yep. about how many games ended in a walk-off touchdown. Exactly. That Viking Saints game a couple years ago. Yep. 
there's just there's just so there's only been one playoff game where the team that won the coin toss lost and that was the Rams Saints game where there was the pass interference yep that's the only time that it's ever happened <laughs> there wasn't a pass interference <laughs> well <laughs> you're right <laughs> yeah so that's that's my pitch for playoff overtime cuz it doesn't have to happen in the regular season there's a little more variance in regular season teams are a little uh, in the regular season they could just do the field goal shootout in the regular season. (laughs) I mean, it's going to be faster. The point's to get the game over faster Yeah, and protect the players. So just do the field goal shootout in the regular season and then do the advanced version of what they have now in the playoffs. Yeah. So Evan McPherson versus Justin Tucker? That'd be crazy. (laughs) That'd never end. I'd watch that. (laughs) They'd be kicking... And then you could have a chance to justify kicking the longest field goal in the league. True. Because you really could do it. And kicker draft stock would go up. Yeah. I, you know, you get a good, really good kicker, you're like, I'm taking them in the first round. I don't care. We That's win them shootouts, baby. Hey, yeah, Bengals, <laughs> Bengals draft a kicker, not in the Super Bowl. So it's true. All right. Well, we'll uh, – We'll, we'll cut this off here, and we'll rejoin you guys in part two, or I guess you'll join us in part two. Yes, um, yes, yes. And, yeah, we'll talk about everything that happened in the exciting deadline action today with a guest. So we will see you shortly, hopefully. Ah!